What's your take? I, I'm sure I know the answer to this already, but Corey, where, where do you stand on the death penalty? What's your take on capital punishment? Um, I am against it because uh, here we execute a lot of innocent people. There we, so, okay, yeah. great. No, that That isn't great, obviously, but your stance on it is, yeah. is obviously the only, only right. sensible stance. The death penalty has no yeah. place in a civilized society. Yeah. It just doesn't, it shouldn't, exactly. it shouldn't exist. Um, yeah. Uh, and for many reasons, one of which you just mentioned, the fact that, yes, innocent people slip through the net and, and get killed. And the other reason is you would be astounded at how often and how in, in, in how many varied ways it goes wrong, right? This is a thing I think about quite a bit, actually. I blame uh, the movie The Green Mile. Have you ever Absolutely. seen that? Absolutely, yes, yes. Yeah. I've got and great memories know, of reading it. The part where, like, the one guy doesn't wet the sponge or whatever yeah. when he puts it on the dude's head because he wants to get revenge on him mm-hmm. and just like executes him horribly. It gave me so many nightmares. Uh, and I'm just constantly sort of obsessed with the idea of even with lethal injec- injection and yes. stuff like that, that we don't totally know no, do what not. that person is feeling when it's happening. Well, yeah, I mean, I hate it. I hate it. So. Let's talk figures briefly, right? So since the 1800s, there have been 8,776 executions in the States, okay? In the past few hundred years. Wow. Would you wow. care to we speculate? Are, we are efficient. Oh, you you love it. Would you care to oh, speculate man. for me as a percentage how many of those have gone awry? Oh, no. Please tell me it's, like, less than five. It is less than five, yes. Okay. Not much less than five. I mean, that's terrible, mm. but... I'm not great at math. That's still a lot of a lot of people, but I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's, tell me. Uh, I'm worried. Between three and four percent of all executions. Oh, that's not a lot less than five. No, it's it's many, many, many people have. It, it's if if you follow the argument, out of nearly nine thousand. Out of nearly nine thousand, three percent of those have gone have gone awry. The greatest uh, of of the methods of execution which have been employed in the states, like hanging, electrocution, gas, electric chair, the most prone. To going awry is lethal injection, okay? Seven uh, percent okay. of all lethal injection executions no. go fucking badly, badly wrong. Seven percent? Seven percent. So if you showed me a hundred people to die by lethal injection, seven of those did not check out in any kind of fun or pleasant way. That's incredible. It's fucked. That mate. is I'm just trying to imagine any world in which that is okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm aware that this is a weird American thing that is totally just impossible to understand, probably from your standpoint at all. Mm. Even on the understanding of, say, okay, I get it. People here think that that is just, mm. you know, that death penalty is just. I cannot imagine having something go awry that often. Yeah. And be like, yeah, no, we need to 100% ban this. Yeah, but no, let's let's keep doing it. Let's keep doing it. Let's keep doing it. Um, I, so what happens? What are, I'm, I'm going to regret asking this, but what are some of the ways in which it can go wrong? Funny you should ask, Corey. Um, <laughs> with lethal injection, right? A common theme, a very common theme is being unable to find a vein, right? And in mm. many, many, many examples, many examples... For example, uh, 23rd of April 1992, Billy Wayne White, a long-term heroin addict, while awaiting his lethal injection, they couldn't find a vein. So 
the dude helped his executioners find a vein on him. He's like, them. listen, I've been I've been doing this for a while. Guys, just can we just come on, just I've had bad like blood um mm. like, you know, when you're getting blood taken and whatnot mm. and people who like stab you like fourteen times. So I'm just imagining the point at which you're like, Can I help yeah. you kill me? Yeah, 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 because... yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's exactly what this amounts to. And think of what are the the fucking ethics of that are an absolute nightmare. A prisoner actively yeah. involved in his own execution. Helping right, to facilitate to his own death. Of it. Yeah. Um, oh my god. Oh boy, John Wayne Gacy in 1994, mm-hmm. lethal injection went awry when the chemicals coagulated in the tube due to com- a horrific inexperience of the people uh, administering <sighs> the procedure. Uh, chemicals coagulating in the tube on their way into his bloodstream dragged the process out. It took 18 minutes to complete Gacy's lethal injection. 18 minutes? Yeah. yeah and. Yeah. I assume, I mean, I don't know a heck of a lot about this process, mm-hmm. but I've put a couple dogs down, oh, and okay. I know that what they, that sounds terrible, not like, like, you know, when your dog gets old and you, you have to euthanize them. Well, and you've done you, that. Not like personally, not, like, I mean, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, I just took them out back. <laughs> Oh my god, I wish I could explain to people the horror on your face. This is about to be the end of this podcast. Just like, Cory kills dogs. Cory the fucking dog cleaner. No, 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 no. I mean, as in, like, I've sat there while they've done this. Sure, okay. Obviously, that makes way more sense. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) Like, it's a good thing. I've killed a couple dogs and. uh... Fine, what, you don't? Super casual. Oh, the UK. I don't understand your culture. So uptight. <laughs> Over here, we do things differently. No, um, but they first, you know, they put a, like, the first thing that they inject the dog with yeah. essentially kind of just, like, chills them out. Sure. And, like, it's supposed to, you know, they're not supposed to feel any pain or anything like that. Mm. And it's pretty instant, you know. They just kind of, like, mm. ah, and they <sighs> drift and they kind of lay down in there. Yeah, like... Or, well, one of our dogs, like, she'd been in pain for so long that when they gave it to her, she actually did, like, six laps around the room first and was like, hey, this is nice. And then she went and laid down and was like, okay. Oh, that's a pretty good And exit. Yeah, and then they give the actual lethal injection mm-hmm. and that, like, stops their heart. And it only takes a few seconds, mm-hmm. basically. Like, they're pretty out. Mm. So I assume they must do something like that with people. Well... But... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah you, you've 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 had luck with those dogs, I think, um, because yeah, well, right, you know, I th- it might be a little easier with a dog. I don't know, but even with the dogs, I'm, I always have this little thing in my mind where I'm like, what if? What if they're what still if? yes feeling it, or they're in pain, or whatever the case may be? And keep in mind, now take that with a human. Yes. Keep in mind that when an execution goes wrong, you've got people watching this shit. You've got you've got yeah. you've got people viewing this, reporting on this. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 the case of Jimmy Lee Gray in 1983 in the gas chamber. I quote from one mm. of the reporters there, uh, actually from the defense attorney. Jimmy Lee Gray died banging his head against a steel pole in the gas chamber while the reporters counted his moans. Oh my god! I mean, a gas chamber feels transparently ter- like yeah. you don't even have to botch that. That just sounds bad yeah, from yeah, the yeah, from yeah. the jump i mean i guess i again i don't know a whole lot about it i know that people kill themselves with 
like carbon monoxide, you yeah, know, the they hose. turn on the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess it's supposed to be pretty painless. You just kind of fall asleep mm. and like everything's good. But I feel like that's not what they're doing no. when they're doing this no, in no, an no, execution. No, 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 no. I mean, if if a lot of people, a lot of pro capital punishment will te- people will tell you that it's it's a deterrent. Yeah, that it's supposed to be a deterrent. But I mean, if right. if the actual punishment isn't a deterrent enough, the fact that fucking three percent of you will get fucked up, will bad, die horribly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that would, to me, would be a greater deterrent than the actual punishment itself. It's so horrifying. Just, I'm like, again, once again, you've managed to get Ta-da! me in a space where I'm like, I don't even, I'm processing this. I'm trying to get my head around it. There's a documentary or something years ago. I feel like it might have been called Dr. Death. Okay. Did you ever no. watch that? It was about... Um, a guy who like invented the electric hair, uh, chair or invented a type of electric chair was wow. trying to perfect it, something like that. And it, the whole thing to me just feels like they're trying to find a way to make sure they can make this humane yeah, yeah, instead yeah, of yeah, just yeah. going, why don't we not do this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? that, yeah like, that, that maybe there's actually no way to humanely mm off someone and we should just put a moratorium on that I mean, uh, to, to, yeah you're right you're right um which we have i think there's not a lot of executions here right, right now off, isn't it yeah. yeah i mean the most incredible case uh, in in 1989 uh, a murderer by the name of horace pinker his his electrocution went so badly wrong that he actually was converted into a being made out of electricity and was able to transmit himself through plug sockets and through tv channels when yeah, you botch an execution history. that badly. <laughs> so think on, folks. Yeah, let that be a lesson to you. Back There's in. someone sitting there right now who's like, did oh, that no. happen? <laughs> I think this is just always kind of at the root of my my issue about the whole thing. Mm. I mean, there's like you said, there's a lot of reasons why it makes no sense for civilized society to do this, but you could also easily argue that we are not one of those kinds of societies. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. just, I, it's the same thing with when you were talking about, like, um, uh, what's the diving bell and the butterfly thing again? Oh, locked-in syndrome. Locked-in syndrome. Mm-hmm. Of the idea of kind of being stuck, um, or if you're in a coma, being stuck, and we don't know sure. how much people are aware of in these situations. Yeah. And that, thus, if we can't know... It just feels like that's a really big Mm. if. Mm. That's a really big open-ended thing to be like, yeah, we think that people aren't in pain when they're doing this, but... We're pretty much sure. Yeah, we're pretty... I don't know. Can they inject someone with whatever is supposed to, like, stop the pain and everything first and then not give them the lethal thing? (laughs) Yeah, like like, in the case of your and dog. then we can be like, "What does it? What does it feel like? Was it okay? Was it terrible?" It's a really good idea. I mean, I also think, and uh, we're veering off a little bit here, but I also feel as though uh, capital punishment, the death penalty, is just unimaginative as shit. Surely, there's something more creative that we can apply to the worst kind of criminal, to the to the worst kind of hardened career wrong on surely we can be a little bit more creative with our punishments rather than ah kill him surely we can think of something <laughs> a little worse than death on my best day mm. i say you know 
hey, we this is not we should be doing something that rehabilitates people or just putting them yeah. somewhere where they can live out their lives and not be a danger to someone, whatever. Yeah. On my worst day, I'm right there. Same. I'm like, it's when you kill someone, they don't have to suffer for the rest exactly. of their I'm, life. I'm, no, put them I away and make it. If I put my suffer. mind to it, I could come up with some fucking worse shit than death. I'm sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's a you know. I'm glad you said it because I've thought it many times, and that's that's not where I ethically, ideologically stand, but it is where emotionally often I yeah, stand. Certainly, certainly. I'm like, oh, it's such a cop out when they just get the death penalty. Mm. That's not fair. It's the same thing. I hate when someone like kills themselves when they've committed a crime or something, and I'm like, oh, how what dare you? Fucker, yeah, at how least have dare the... you? Yeah, yeah. I also find it really unsatisfying in movies when someone like kills the bad guy like too quickly or something like that you know oh, yeah. and they're just like like oh no Poof. and i'm like oh mm. but they didn't even really get a chance to know yeah it, that was neither cruel nor unusual and i wanted it to be both yeah and i want all of that <laughs> so, yes. so this got dark yeah jack of all grades <laughs> man the horror is within us come on it's within each of us <laughs> We went from being like, gosh, it's so inhumane for them to torture these inmates. So to like, I could torture them yeah. better. Send them to the Phantom Zone, fuckers. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, I think that might be my horror fetish, in fact. My favorite genre of horror movie is Boats. Oh, I found a feather in my garden today. Must have been an angel. I almost punched a little kid at Kamikaze who was dressed as a zombie because it scared the shit out of me. Corey, exactly. movies are too goddamn long, right? One hour and 28 minutes is a perfect movie. This is, this is it. This is for me now. I'm like, oh, this is, I'm, I'm fucking in. Hi, everyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Jack of All Graves, episode five. Wow. It's that a, feels like a milestone, doesn't it? Does. It does. Yeah, it does. That's, that's. That's a that's a healthy number of episodes. We're in the groove now, aren't we? We're we're kind of we're 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 in full flow. We're into it. Yeah, or I'd like to think we are. But as uh, I've determined already today, we'll see how my brain feels about me being in the groove of anything. Mm. Um, hey, can I tell you some uh, a weird, um, ironic, if you will, please result mm. of our rapture episode? Oh, okay, go. As I've said, we've been talking to people people love that episode last night i was uh, a friend of mine was like hey can we talk for a bit about this and we ended up talking for like an hour and a half about the episode and everything wow. like really hit people um but the weird thing that happened to me was that uh in the 2000 left behind movie there was a song by a band called jake that <laughs> when uh uh kirk cameron is having his like literal come to Jesus moment. He's in a bathroom, like sitting between the sinks, just like breaking down and realizing he needs Jesus. And this song plays called Believer okay. by Jake. Yeah. And I loved that song when I was 15 or whatever. Yeah. And so I went on Amazon and I bought the CD because you cannot like stream it anywhere. It's a random Christian band from the year 2000. <laughs> and I have listened to nothing but that CD <laughs> for like the past... Two weeks. See, Jake just... missed out by not streaming, man. If Jake were on Spotify, right. they, would, they would have got like a cent and a half out of you. They would have had a couple <laughs> pennies out of me. Uh, can I tell you, I actually, I've been listening to it so much and I've been, you know, everything in America is chaos uh -huh. right now. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, even though 
I don't like I'm not an evangelical anymore or anything. I'm like this, this album like calms me in this weird way. And I legitimately I never do this, but I Facebook messaged one of these dudes and I was like, hey, you Facebook Jake. Sorry. I, I Facebooked a Jake, one of the Jakes. I absolutely did. And I don't use Facebook Messenger either. So this was like all out of That's my amazing. normal thing. But I was like, I just need to say, and I was like, dude, listen, Jake, I, I just tell you randomly guys. bought your CD. Um, it and in all shit. of this crazy stuff that's going on right now, I'm obsessed with it and it is getting me through it all. So, hey, I thanks. bet that geezer from Jake loved that. He did. Mm. He was like, he was like, this is literally the best fan message I have ever received. It's <laughs> like, great. Awesome. Cool. Glad for that. And yep. he turned out to be like, he's like vehemently anti-Trump, democratic socialist, all this stuff. I was like, okay, we're on the same page. But anyway, that I just felt like I should tell the story of the weird way in which yeah. all of our talk about how terrible evangelicalism was mm-hmm. landed me sitting here listening to a, an evangelical Christian CD for And reaching out and communicating with the band Jake. Yeah. I wonder if the fish market combo are on Facebook. I could reach out and talk to them. (laughs) Please, please track down the fish market combo. Oh my God. I would give anything. I I suspect my conversation with them would be less pleasant than your chat with Jake, however. No, probably, I would imagine. Yeah, they're probably like boomers and MAGA hats, but you know. Nonetheless, yeah. that would be hilarious. Mm. If it turns out they're not that way, we're getting them on the podcast. Oh, man. Can you imagine? <laughs> that would be a two-hour epic. Yeah, just tell us everything. <laughs> everything about this. And if you don't recall, the Fish Market Combo was the band from A Thief in the Night, the evangelical movie oh, that we listened to. By the way, also, I would just like to give a shout-out to Jerry uh, for recognizing my clever title a rapture phobia because he's the only one who, oh shit uh, click that just that, that just clicked <laughs> i just got that yeah like uh, my, my genius is lost on people here obviously rapture phobia <laughs> i i literally just got that you're you're playing 4d chess man you're on another fucking right, level man. i'm a step ahead you know you got to be quick with me yes indeed i'll try uh, and keep up <laughs> Anyways, um, Mark, Mm. today, today, uh, we are going to be jack of all recs. We're gonna we're gonna make some recommendations because it is the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, and it is, it is. I mean, I've got such a soft spot for autumn for this kind of slide down Mm. into cooler weather and longer nights and sweaters and scarves and fucking cool coats and warm drinks. I love it. I love it so much. Oh, winter clothes are so much better than summer clothes. Yeah. I'm sick of my shoulders. I don't want to see my shoulders for another like six months. I'm maybe eight. It's well, fine. I'm over it. 98% of my wardrobe is black t-shirts and heavy denim, right? Fuck summer, man. <laughs> yeah. I got no time for it. Uh, yeah. This, just is, this is my time. Not interested. Yep. Yeah, this is where you shine. And the leaves are turning here. They're falling off. I just walked uh, around the block and people have their like spooky Halloween things up and everyone's really embracing it, even though it's like wonderful 78 degrees today. But how we're just pretending. Is How's trick or treating going to work then? Is it going to work? It's, it's not, apparently. It's pretty much already been said that it's not going to be a thing. And I cannot tell you how upset I am about that because mm. I live in a house for the first time in years and I was ready. 
I was God so ready. Damn it. Fuck you. Yeah, COVID. so I know it's it's the worst, mm. but maybe someone will figure out something creative we can do for that. But it is spooky season. Yes. Um, and one of the charming things I think about the people who listen to this podcast uh, is that so many of them are aren't traditionally into scary, horror-y things, mm. but have been enjoying it, listening to us talk about this stuff, mm. and it's made them want mm. to start. Yeah. To want to weigh in, to want a pathway, to want to build up your tolerance, you know what I mean? Yeah, build up the tolerance, all of that. And I absolutely think that's amazing. I think it's so fun to be Mm. able to lead people into that. So for spooky season, we decided... Imagine the joy of seeing some of the classics for the first time. Imagine, you know, how how beautiful must that be with adult eyes to just experience some of these absolutely belters from the canon of horror for the yeah. for, with fresh eyes lovely stuff yeah and you know every now and again there i stumble upon something that is a classic that i somehow missed initially mm-hmm. and that moment of discovery oh, and yeah. realizing why people love it yeah. is so much fun and so i love the idea of being able to introduce people to this stuff and have them recognize i think a lot of people tend to just go oh i don't like horror i don't like being scared Mm. um i don't like gore you know whatever the thing that keeps them away from it is they don't realize there's so So much more it's a a blanket term is it? it's an umbrella term horror and under that umbrella uh, you know there's there's something for everyone like we said way 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 back in episode one uh yeah and so we decided to split this up so that uh we would give recommendations that suit each individual listener uh, and their needs. Mm -hmm. So we've split these up into three categories and we're going to kind of highlight things from each of those categories. And we will also post our lists up on our Twitter for people to go back to. Um, I think all of these things you can rent, you can watch on Shudder, you can watch on Netflix, whatever. There's free trials of Mm -hmm. Shudder, you can watch stuff. Um, But we've broken them down into novice, normal, and expert Pro. novice yeah watch it with the kids you know it's fun for the whole family uh and you know it's a little spooky but not gonna yeah. ruin anyone's life these novices uh, these are your gateway films aren't they these are your gateway, gateway. horrors you might get a little yeah. bit of a kind of a spook on but you just cuddle up to your kids and it's all cool um yes uh, yeah. absolutely and then we'll go into our normal Rex. That's, you know, that's for grown-ups, probably. Yeah. You know, unless your kid is, like, real, real into this stuff, you probably don't want to bring them into it. But it's also not going to uh, scar you. A lot of the ones on this list, uh, I think, work well with a crowd. You know, these work well mm. with a bunch of friends. Uh, some tins, Absolutely. Some popcorn. Yes. Uh, these are these And are uh, dear American them. friends, mm-hmm. I have just <laughs> learned that some tins... Are ah. brews. Those are <laughs> brews. Yep, some tins. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's yeah, it's 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 regional, of course. But for me, tin is is ju- it just means one thing. It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a okay. beer, you know. Normal wrecks are for yeah tins, tins and friends and tins and, and friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get together over Zoom or Netflix party or things like that. Uh, and then in our expert field, we're yeah. going to get a little gruesome uh, and some of the stuff that, yeah. you know, you don't want to watch if you are averse to. Yeah, I mean, there's at least news. one title on our pro list uh, that left me with 
fucking PTSD or something, man. There's 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 at least one title on that list that will fucking ruin you. Um, and yet he recommends it. So. Uh, well, yeah, in the best way, you know, in the very, <laughs> like, I mean, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, he's great. It's fine. He's only obsessed with uh, head trauma. Cranial but, trauma. No, I'm sure it's, it's great. It says had no effect on, on Mark long term. Um, so that's how we're gonna gonna break this down. And one of the things we talked about that we wanted to do here was not to just give you the standard stuff you already know exists. Mm. We're not gonna recommend to you like Get Out yeah, or yeah, yeah. Invisible Halloween. Man or Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street. You know these exist. It you don't need us to tell you those are things. Yeah, good. Call. If you want to watch those, watch those. You can ask us about it. Ask us on Twitter what we think about them and we will happily tell you and they'll mm. come up over and over again. But we wanted to give you something that's a little more insider, a little more some deep cuts. tailored. Some deep cuts. Yeah, and just some stuff that maybe maybe you've heard of, maybe you haven't, but you know, that are more of a more of a little inside baseball. I think Mark that uh we're going to talk for a while about all of these recommendations. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> so, um, so I think we're gonna we're gonna separate this. Yeah, into we've two episodes. we've we've gone over we've we've this is a, this is some bumper content here. So I think it's probably in everyone's best interests that uh, we let we let some time pass between these two episodes. So you uh, know, just come along on this journey with us. And <laughs> <laughs> look at an expert level, man. There is some there is some pretty intense uh, content up on that list. So do come back. Yeah, so shall we start with our, our novice picks? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let me get this up. And, okay. you know, there are some uh, absolute treats on this list. There really are. <laughs> I, I'm excited about this. Listen, we I guess we have some disagreements over what mm. novice is, which I will uh, defer to you on mm. a bit because you actually have children. And so you would uh, make those decisions. That's been my acid oh. test for all of these on the, on the uh, entry level list. Would I sit down next to my nine-year-old and my six-year-old and watch some of these movies. Uh, And of course, we've said many times, one that's on this list, Beetlejuice, of course. Yeah, 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 of course. Which they've seen and enjoyed. Yeah, so that is, of course, on our list, and you've heard us talk about this if you listen to it regularly. But if you have not seen Beetlejuice to this point, absolutely watch Beetlejuice. It is just a fun yeah. ride there's it's some of, swearing so there, if that's a thing you're worried about yeah, yeah, yeah there is there is but it's it's um it's all in fantastic context mm-hmm. beetlejuice is one of those movies where you get the impression everyone involved was really trying their best to deliver something cool you know yeah you get yeah that's absolutely a, a definite vibe you get off some pieces you just everyone was swinging for the for the fences and that comes yeah across and it jumps comes through amazingly mm. so you know we won't spend a lot of time on beetlejuice yes, but for the record that's on our list and one that i think we agree i tell you what it's going to be Watch difficult with your kids not fun. to discuss in depth every single one of these fucking movies because <laughs> they're all brilliant <laughs> well go for it what do you want to, what do you want to talk about let's get into it well monster house we've discussed i think yes, a little bit already um the yeah. animated uh kid-friendly horror from a few years back it's got some fantastic performances and yeah. it goes really really dark in places um, yeah, it does. It gets darker than you expect. Yes. Uh, but also in thematic ways that I don't know that all of it mm. kids would even necessarily pick up on. Yeah, um, I, I seem to remember dealing with, with bereavement and, and loss. Yeah. And, and what happens to somebody after, after the end of a long-term relationship? What happens to, right. to, to, yeah, what happens to the other half of a partner who's left behind? 
Yeah, <laughs> it all comes back. Yeah, and it's so it's a surprisingly moving one, and I mm. think you know it's it's great through and through. Mm. Um, and I guess I was about to say it's animated, so obviously it's for kids. That's not true. No, that's not that true. does not necessarily mean that. But this one <laughs> is definitely for kids. Yes. <laughs> and interestingly, the next one down, Adam's Family Values. We watched, uh, we watched that quite recently, actually a few weeks back. Oh, did you? Um, and it it it, it is terrific. Uh, Did you watch it with the whole fam? Yeah, we 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 all saw it. We we watched the two of them, the two Barry Sonnenfeld Adams families, and they're both they're both really 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 cool. I I love them both, mm. uh, and we watch them regularly throughout the year in this house. Um, and my husband is known to randomly shout, "I'm Mister Debbie" <laughs> all the time because of that movie. Adams Family Values to me is like the untouchable superb great one of okay. those two i mean they're both great but i love adam's family values and it has just if you have not seen this yet let me tell you it is worth it for wednesday and her um thanksgiving yeah. inexplicable thanksgiving play at her summer camp yeah. uh that ends up horribly violently Wonderful uh, ending piece of performance art yeah, it is. I don't want to spoil anything about that except to say that it is absolutely wonderful. Someone, and yes. someone posted something the other day about how just there's never been a more perfectly cast film mm. than those Adams Family movies. And it's 100% true yeah, it all the way through every single person. I mean, again, like you said about Beetlejuice, it's just you, everybody was on board, everyone yep. was committed. Yep. And it is so much fun through and through as often gets uh mentioned when when you talk about how brilliantly cast Raul Julia was um oh well, yeah you gotta pick your movies man because the last one is the one you're gonna get known for and it was uh was it Street Fighter it was, I believe it was Street Fighter yes Street Fighter but Raul Julia is so good oh, in up. his defense yeah, yeah, yeah. that he <laughs> managed to be awards nominated for his role in a movie Did he really? that I think got Razzies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's known as Did like really? one of wow. the, yeah. I can't remember what he was nominated for, but he genuinely mm. is recognized as having done an incredible job mm. as uh, what was the name of that? Uh, M. Was that character? Bison. No, not M. Bison. Yes. Yeah. No. no. Yeah, that was it, right? M. Bison. Yes. 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 Yeah, M. Bison. He's so good in it that he's recognized as being incredible even though the movie is terrible. Well, that's your so, hallmark of you know. a transcendent performer, isn't it? Somebody who can elevate whatever piece of shit they happen to be accepting a paycheck yeah. for. Uh, just walk yeah. in and just make it make it something worthwhile. And I was very into um, Adam's family when I was a, a kid, and I just remember being like, tremendously not sad. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> what? Can you imagine? <laughs> um, but I was like tremendously sad when he died. It's one of mm. those like very early celebrities that I remember being like, oh no. It's like him and John Candy were like my early, oh, yeah. like, oh, oh no. Oh, He's people die. Uncle Famous Bob people Gaffer. die. Yeah, that's a, that was terrible. So Adam's family, perfectly cast, so much fun. Got some, it's one of those or a set of films that also has a set of comedy that's for the kids and a set of comedy that's for the adults mm, yeah, that yeah. goes Completely straight over that. their heads. Completely agree with that. Yeah, uh, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to lead here, Ernest Skid Stupid, because I have not seen it <sighs> or any of the other it, Ernest canon of works. Yeah, I've not. Yeah, I've this not. may be honestly, I'd never really thought about this until you said that you hadn't seen any of the Ernest canon. Nope. That. 
Ernest is an extremely American phenomenon. Yeah. And he's clearly, you know, he's kind of this satire or this caricature of a sort of Southern guy, this Southern blue collar worker right. that maybe doesn't totally translate over <laughs> into other contexts in as fun and mm. pure a way. But Ernest is just such like a wholesome character and is so much fun and this uh as i said is basically the exact same storyline as killer clowns from outer space uh -huh. uh, but with trolls and it's very uh, the music in it is fantastic literally just youtube the intro theme okay. to this and you're gonna be in you're gonna be like, yeah no <laughs> i want to watch I, this i'm it's... reasonably sure all of the earnests are on netflix uk i'm reasonably sure they're all here so maybe huh. That's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Don't quote me on that, but I'm yeah. certain I've seen them. I'm, cer I'm certain I've yeah. seen them on there. And if not, you can easily rent these or buy them. Mm. It was Ernest Scared Stupid was one of the first DVDs I ever bought. Is that right? Uh, when I was in college. And it every year I watch it. And it's so 90s, much like last week when we were talking about Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I was like, oh, you know, the, the words they use, everything is extremely 90s. This is super dated, but it just adds to the campiness of the whole thing because it's not mm -hmm. meant to be taken seriously. It's, mm -hmm. you know, supposed to be goofy and it's just a lot of fun. So, knowingly, so knowingly goofy. Knowingly goofy. And yeah, nothing. Again, there was things that made me sad and made me scared when I watched it as a kid, but mm -hmm. it's not going to destroy your children's psyche. Good. That's good. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's on the novice That's the list idea of after this all. Novice list. Yeah, is don't destroy your children's psyche. Again, don't that's destroy our your children. entry level. Middle list might destroy your children. Right hand yeah. list, it will fucking destroy your children. Yeah, you're they yep, pretty much. Which because we'll skip down a little bit just because I want to bring that up. We have a disagreement mm, on whether or not scary stories to tell in the dark we do. belongs in novice or in the normal level. I kind of went with this because I grew up on Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark and was terrified by those books, obviously. Mm. Um, and I thought when I watched the movie, I was like, "These, this is exactly what the books are. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so the, I was like, if I read this growing up, then it's fine. The creatures are straight off but the page, aren't they? Straight off the page. Uh, they've done straight a fantastic up. job. And it, it's it's it's... The creature design and the way that they've been so brilliantly put together that takes this out of the novice category for me. I mm, mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I don't think either of my kids would sleep for quite a while after seeing that movie. Okay. Um, the scarecrow uh, plot, yeah. man, it's fantastic. Really good stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Really, there's really a, there's effective. some murder mm -hmm. in there. There's definitely it's for sure not a kids movie. Mm. I would say that that. Like, where Monster House is a kid's movie, Beetlejuice is not a kid's movie, no. this is not a kid's movie. So I guess it kind of depends, again, on what kind of what kind of kid you have and what, how they register these things. what kind of kid you so want. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good way of putting it as well. I think I would have loved it as a kid, but I will... 100% acknowledge mm. that I also probably would have had nightmares about it. I just kind of liked that. Yeah. It could be argued that if you get a little nightmare or two or one edgy night 
after a movie like that, then it's it's worked, you know, it's done it's done yeah. its job. It's done its job. Yeah, absolutely. And like I love what you said a few weeks ago when um, you know, you were talking about showing your kids stuff and then pulling back the curtain on it essentially and yes. like showing that there's nothing to fear about this and yep. the craft of making something Absolutely. like that. That's how you deem it. Which also right? part yes. of me is like, ah, but I want to be terrified. So if you pull back that curtain, then mm. I don't know if it works as well. But if you're trying not to scare your kids and you're worried about that, I'm always such a big advocate of conversations Certainly. with children about media. Mm-hmm. And because people get to our age they get older things like that and they have no media literacy at all mm. because no one ever sat down and explained anything yeah, to them of course, of course. It's, it, it's horror almost presents this unique opportunity to be like here's stuff that speaks to your most explicit fears and mm-hmm. that like will gross you out and all this stuff but it's an opportunity to be like yep but let's examine how sure. the stuff you see on your screen is not real yeah the uh horror in particular gets it's power from you investing in it, doesn't it? You get out mm-hmm. what you put into horror, and if you can, you know, if you can, if you can suspend your disbelief and just go with what you see at face value on the screen, and 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 lose yourself in the story, then yes, you'll be shut up. But on this, on the other hand, there is so much craft goes into horror. Again, not wanting to be get off my lawn, you kids, but <laughs> the noise. I've I've heard it best described as the noise of life, right? And a well built, mm-hmm. practical shot has more life to it i feel than a cg rendering yeah when it comes to making the decisions about anything on any of these lists and who's going to watch it and all Mm -hmm. of that there's this element i think there that is kind of fun that horror does present you that opportunity to address so many things with a young person who is watching them whether that is like about the craft of these kinds of films and separating reality Mm. from fiction Mm. or about like so many horror movies have something moral that they're dealing with. And, you know, you can talk about that element of stuff. So many of these deal with like the bereavement element or things like that. So they're about these emotional things that kids are probably struggling to think about and deal with. There's just so much depth that can come out of watching these things and then actually talking about them and not just being like and then my kid had nightmares yeah again what you're describing is is media literacy isn't it it's it's the ability to look at a story and actually see the story underneath the story um Mm -hmm. and it's a it's a yeah it's 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 a skill um it's a skill god that's an important phrase right there you don't just have it you have to hone it yes you do you do, you do. Your kids are not just going to have it. But you there is a there is a there is a a proverb uh, that goes: you can take apart a flower to see how it works, but then you wouldn't have a flower. You can look too hard at, at you know what what is behind the curtain and what the various mm-hmm. uh, what the subtext is, but sometimes you just gotta put on yeah. a banging horror movie and, and scare yourself shitless. <laughs> I agree with that as mm-hmm. well. Sometimes I'm not that interested in pulling back any curtains or sure. taking keep apart that. any flowers. If we can keep the curtain closed on this one, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, then I put on the list, I felt Mars Attacks. Oh, my God. Also... It's, yeah, yeah it, it, it completely deserves its place. Um, what? How the fuck does that film even exist? What a weird fucking film, man. It is an absurd film with a crazy all-star cast. I mean, 
Pierce Brosnan, Sarah yeah. Jessica Parker, yeah. Martin Short. My countryman, um, Tom Jones. Tom Jones. Um, who's the... Delroy Lindo. Jack Nicholson. Uh, Jack Nicholson. In two roles, uh, playing two fucking parts. Yes. Thank you. Oh Double Jack. God. You yeah. might call him a jack of all... I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Oh, beautiful, though. Um, Yeah. Incredible all-star cast. Tim Burton doing 1960s homage to camp, like, them, and, you know, all those old creature and Mm. alien sci-fi movies. I seem to recall that got a nightmare or two out of my eldest, Peter. You know the scene where uh, one of the Martians infiltrates the White House with the fucking, with, is it Lisa Marie? with a mask Ew, is over it? her head. But with the, yeah, I'm oh, obsessed with that scene. It's, it's brilliant. And uh, <laughs> when the mask rips and you've just got the Martian mouth. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant yeah. stuff. But Pete did clutch I always... my hand tightly during that piece. Oh, that's, that's adorable. I know, yeah. <laughs> that scene I've always loved because um, I have I have a connective tissue disorder and I tend to walk kind of funny. Oh, really? Um, Do you give it all that? So... Like Lisa Marie? <laughs> Like, literally, I walked so weird that one time my husband was carrying my friend's kid, and when I turned around and looked, the kid was, like, waving his arms weirdly, because it's like, I know, it's, I'm trying to balance everything out, and so he was doing me, and I always say that I feel sometimes like that, that lady infiltrating alien Mm -hmm. in Mars Attacks, just like... This is every time she lets the guard down and she's just like... <laughs> it's just like, the me, most amazing running joke ever. I mean, you know, they're this uh, hugely advanced alien race with advanced alien tech and, and, you know, gigantic brains. And yet they communicate with... Ag, 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 ag. I fucking love it. <laughs> so good. Oh, so Jack good. Black's in that too. I mean, is oh my he? God. This is... Yes, he yeah, is. Yeah, he's the, the soldier... Uh, yeah. In it, who is I think Lucas Haas's brother? Yeah, a, the, uh, almost a kind of a pre Jack Black, Jack Black. Yeah, yeah, he's just like this meathead mm-hmm. marine or whatever or army yeah. guy. Fantastic. Um, and it's just yeah, I think this was one of those go to ones for my family when I was a kid that we would mm. all sit down and we would watch Mars Attacks and we constantly reference like the international side of the donut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these like little I mean, little that. inside jokes, very from... quotable. I can't. Tim Burton must have had so much goodwill. Yeah, sure. What was he coming off then? What, what other... were we talking? 89, I mean, so this is what, 95 at this point? Yeah, well, had he not done Batman, Batman then? Or was Batman was 89. So... Yeah, Batman's 89. So he's done Batman. He's done Edward Scissorhands. He's oh, done... Yeah, he's Golden um, Boy at that point. Mars Attacks was 96. Yeah. So yeah, he's, yeah, 90, he's yeah, peak, so he's he's peak done... Burton at this point, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And so I guess, you know, you can convince people. And I don't think it did that well i think people didn't get it um and they didn't go and see it yeah (laughs) but don't be one of those people if you've looked at you know stuff from mars attacks and been like this looks cheesy yes oh yeah but it is it's yeah by design (laughs) it's It's, on purpose it's a massively jagged and uncomfortable film and no two parts of it sit well next to one another it's such a strange fucking tonally weird ass movie um and all the better for it it's it's very singular yeah <laughs> the aliens all run around in their pants all the time when they're on their ship they just <laughs> run around in their pants <laughs> uh, i love it <laughs> uh, it's so good oh man yeah there's just so it's it'll become a family favorite mm. i just i just know this did you ever see little monsters uh yes once uh many many moons ago i don't recall enjoying it a great deal 
if it's the okay. same one I as I'm thinking. It, with Fred Savage when he was a little kid. Yes. And he's got a little yeah. uh, monster ben friend Savage and they play in fuck in, in school and they're pranks. That's yeah. the one, isn't it? This is to me like super, super entry level, which is okay. the only reason I yeah, put yeah, this yeah. on here yeah. is I loved it when I was four or five years old, something like that. And it, I did find it creepy enough that there there's some things about it that I think I had nightmares and I think they're in the movie and they're not. I okay. think it's just nightmares I had about the movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it's actually like very cute and quaint and it's just like, it's an unthreatening mm. kids horror movie. <laughs> and that's the yeah. only reason I put it, it on there. It affected you so much that you dreamed deleted scenes. You dreamed alternate <laughs> scenes for the movie. Exactly. It's really good. That, that, that landed. Yeah, I feel like that, that <laughs> says something about it. Although I'm kind of notorious for this kind of thing. I once famously described like this really horrific scene from a movie to my roommates. I was like, yeah, and this happened, this happened. And then like, as I was unwinding this whole thing, I realized I was like, I actually think that was a dream I had. <laughs> and they all, to this day, they still bring it up. Like, remember that really fucked up thing Corey told us, and then it turned out it was a dream and not a movie? Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Uh, so I just put that on there as a little nod to, like, if you're really entry-leveling it with your kids, mm. little monsters. And also critters. Oh, Have you seen man. critters? Of course. Uh, I was I'm very young when I saw critters. I've seen it plenty of times since, but I was definitely, I was in yeah. primary school, and uh, yeah. really enjoyed that one of them says fuck at one point. Yeah. That was brilliant. Like, oh my god, what? <laughs> it's, like, it's written on screen in subtitle. Wonderful. <laughs> Do you want to know a very dorky thing about me? Oh yeah, of course. When I was in fourth grade, my friend Matt and I would stay in at lunch and we would write Critters fanfic <laughs> on the Apple IIe's in our classroom. <laughs> nice. We, I mean, we didn't call it fanfic at the time. We didn't know that was but a thing. It was, but, but that's what it was. Do you still yeah, have it, Mr. Ward's fourth grade classroom? Oh no, I absolutely do not. Because it's like, how did you even? We may have printed it out at the time, but it's what 1996. <laughs> of all like the things that. to write fanfic on, the the, the critters <laughs> cinematic universe. <laughs> we were obsessed with it, and there wow. there are like, isn't critters like? Four or something like that. Leonardo DiCaprio's first movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. It is. It came back recently, didn't it? They they had a crack at relaunching it. Did they really? Yeah, there was a new Critters went direct to streaming. Uh, oh, I'm surprised I didn't know about that because I keep up with like all the Tremors movies it, and things. Like it does that. shock me now. I know just how much of a you know of a of a, of a Critters. I'm trying to think Super of a fan. snappy word for a Critters fandom. <laughs> But no, yeah, but yeah, I guess it, you could just is. call them critters, but I guess you, know, you could. I was a big critter. You certainly were. Um, but yeah, there's another one. There's another one out there if, if you want to rekindle the flame. Yeah, and it's, you know, an alien, like, vicious tribbles kind of. That's exactly movie. what they are tribble, porcupine yeah. pricks. Yeah. That's what they are. That, uh, and it's just, there's a lot of comedy to it. Again, it's one of those things that. If you take it seriously, you're gonna hate it. But if you oh, take I can, it for I can the camp, totally see how you know it would it would it would appear just cool as shit to a, to a, to a youngster. You know I mean, you've got cool space mm -hmm. bounty hunters. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, Ace, really, really cool film. Uh, now, Return to Oz. When did you see that last? Have you seen oh, that recently? Oh my god! Mm. No, because 
I cannot tell you how scarring Return to Oz was it's for me as a child. Such a dark film. Such a dark film. What a horrifying movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the <laughs> the the evil kind of dude with the rock face and his face is just shifting about all the time. Even even the supposed good guys are creepy as shit. That robot guy TikTok yeah. is horrible. Just a horrible kind of presence. Just this really. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Steampunk, but but just evil as yeah. shit vibe to the whole thing. <laughs> yes, that classic phrase, steampunk, but evil as shit. <laughs> you know, that's a genre. <laughs> I love that genre. genre. <laughs> um, yeah, if, you, uh, if you've never seen it, it's, I mean, it's what, like late 80s or early 90s? Oh, early earlier 90s, than that, right? I would like say. Like 92-ish. I Is recall, it? yeah, it's earlier than that. I recall seeing it in the cinema. Uh, well, because it's, it's Feruza Balk. 85, uh, though, you know. 85 mm-hmm. is it that early yes it is wow i didn't realize that um and it's a a sequel um to the wizard of oz yeah that is just just unsettling dark. on very, every very level the imagery indeed. it's very dark there's you know every the themes in it are extremely dark um and it was i found it extremely scary as a kid this is one of those this is a borderline one if yes. your kid likes to be scared yes this is absolutely the kind of movie to watch when was the last time you watched it have you watched it recently uh yes it's it's been since it's been since the the, the kids have existed um <laughs> it's been since since they were a thing but right <laughs> it's such a weird phrase like the humans i'm sorry this is a, a just a tangent real quick but the idea of humans is so weird and that you like make them and then they and then they didn't exist and then they do it's nuts it's just it's such a weird nuts. thing yep it's it crazy is, it is. And, yeah, anyways we can do that uh there's a certain there's a it feels like there's a clutch of films there's a group of films that really turned up the darkness in terms of puppetry um mm-hmm. i'm thinking those Crazy fire goblin bastards from Labyrinth chucking their heads around. Chilling Nobody... down with the fire game. Those are the ones. <laughs> Nobody fails Take off to your be head. upset by those guys. Very dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The... I'm sure there are there are plenty more. If if anyone listening did to you... thinks of any puppet films that, that, that turned well, up the... Do you remember The Witches, too? I feel like that's oh, in the same... yeah. That like, in that column. The Witches, yeah, absolutely, is in the same vein of mm. just, like, dark, disturbing yeah. imagery. Yeah. That's... I mean, if you're a kid, it's going to creep you the hell out. And as an adult, it's still... Great example still of one with... Eerie. You know, that, that uses witches, that uses a, a fantasy tale to hide some really mature themes. You know what I mean? This mm-hmm, kid's an orphan. Mm-hmm. This kid, he, he lives with his grandma. He's got no parents. Uh, yes. You know, it, it, it deals with that, but wraps it up in a fucked up tale. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that should have been on there. I thought about it earlier, too, and I forgot to add it, but The Witches uh, is, yeah. It's, yeah, it's great. It's great. It'll, it'll, it'll hit you. It'll hit hit you and your children. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I think the last one that we, we did not talk about on here was, of course, Goosebumps. Because you can't really, it's just, it's cute. It's like a very cute movie with just some good, some good little creepy spookiness to it, but it's a non-threatening And a second appearance by Jack Black tonight. Mm -hmm. Yes, more Jack Black. I'm keeping score. I'm keeping score. Yeah. (laughs) How often does Jack Black come up on our list? Uh, Probably only these. But he, and he's delightful as R.L. Stein in yeah. the films. And I think it's very clever. Did you, I mean, again, you're a little older than me. I don't know if you were in the window for this. Did you grow up reading Goosebumps at all? Uh, 
I, uh, some of my classmates did. I'd, okay. I'd, I, it feels like I jumped straight into Stephen King and skipped. Okay, yeah, just uh, missed that young adult bit and just went straight mm-hmm. into you know the Shining and, and Salem's Lot and whatnot. Yeah, sure. Uh, for me, I was a, a Goosebumps obsessive, and Arl Stein also had like he had a older stuff that was kind of a, a real another person, leap or is between it. A pen it. Name or... he, no, he's a real he's he a, real a real person. person. His okay. name's I think it's Robert okay. Stein is his actual name. Um, but he had like his Fear Street series. We'd read those because they were aimed a little older, so they had like sexy things in them and stuff like that, and like real murder yeah, yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Goosebumps was a big one for me, and I think the Goosebumps movie. If you grew up on Goosebumps books, it's a very clever way of integrating those books and all your favorite things from those books. Mm. And R.L. Stein, the real person being a character in the movie, very and cool. So it's. It's very clever and cute. Mm. And it's going to bring back all your favorite Goosebumps memories from when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. So that is the end of our novice list. Uh, wide open to suggestions, of course, if anyone wants yes, to wade absolutely. in, if anyone wants to suggest mm-hmm. more gateway entry on ramp kind of horror movies. Um, yeah. I'm sure on. we've missed something that people are sitting there like, duh, hello. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why did you not bring this up? So if there's something you're thinking of, mm-hmm. please do let us know. Uh, which I also just want to take a quick side moment to point out too. Uh, from last week, we <laughs> asked people about their childhood fears, and this seems to oh, associate with the novice list. Uh, and I think my favorite of all of them was Tara's fear of Mickey Dolenz from the <laughs> Mickeys. Yes. Uh, which, for one, <laughs> I had such a weird crush on Mickey Dolenz. He and was that's on, a niche like, fear, isn't it? That I, yeah. I, I don't think well, there'll be many. And, she, <laughs> and it was like she had like a very like a dream where like all these people revealed themselves to be Mickey Dolenz or something yeah. like that. Um, I was I'm terrified of Dwight Yoakam, and so I kind of related to it on that level. I'm like, yeah, I can see that as a thing. Um, I also have a weird thing about windmill, windmills because I had a dream that windmills enslaved people. So, Tara, I'm with you. I understand your strange Mickey Dolan's thing. Um, also, um, someone said that they still have issues with the Monster Mash. Oh, that's my brother. Yeah, that's my brother. Um, <laughs> he would just... Yeah. Again, very niche. Uh, but that uh, song, for some reason, the voice... Just sets him off. Absolutely scared him shitless as a kid. Yeah, that's. I love that. I mean, I feel for him, but also mm. I love that. I love great, isn't it? Uh, with them. you know, through the lens um, of adulthood, a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Is, what the hell? It just makes no sense whatsoever. No. Uh, and then Tristan said also that the tale of the laughing in the dark episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark uh, caused him mm. trauma <laughs> as well. So. <laughs> You and me both, Tris. You and me both. Uh, so I just wanted to shout out those. We're talking about the novice list here of <laughs> things uh, that made young listeners freak out. But also I had a lot of agreement people who were startled by Mr. Nosybonk. Oh, you um, can't not be. And, uh, you know, again, yeah. back to Tara, prove my point. Just one look at that guy and it comes flooding back. You, mm-hmm. can't, you, you can't mention that name to a British kid. Uh, British, uh, you know, uh, man or woman of a certain age, and not have that memory crashing back in. Uh, it's yeah. horrible. Like I said, a lot of a lot of those childhood fears. You look back and think, "What? That's not even a little bit scary." But that guy. No, that's absolutely scary. That guy. I could literally. 
I'm right now thinking if I draw this curtain next to me and see that motherfucker at <laughs> the window. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. God. Oh, that's horrifying. Can we move on? 